and welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out our weekly email where we share actionable marketing tips, useful podcasts, free guides, bonus resources, and much, much more each and every Monday. Start your week off with a bang and sign up over at businessgrowth.email. So with that said, my guest today is Sylvia Coletto. Sylvia is the owner over at the Paid Ad School. They provide a no-nonsense approach to paid advertising tailored to each and every business. Sylvia, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I have been watching the lives and the podcast for quite a while. So, um, yeah, when I heard that you were looking for, for other people, I thought, well, why not? I mean, let me get on the podcast. Awesome. And glad to have you on. So we're going to be chatting all things Google Ads. Which exciting. Is very exciting. It's actually I love first... it. Like, yeah, you can see from my spot, I love that. <laughs> I'm such a geek. I'm really sorry, but... It's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with loving google ads yeah, yeah love it so with that said we're going to be talking all about how businesses can win with google ads we're going to be giving some actionable strategies on how you can get stuck into them set them up how to drive leads how to drive revenue things to do things not to do and all that good stuff so jumping straight in from the top i guess are google ads really a cost-effective way for businesses to drive inbound leads or sales right now that is a great first question and the answer is it depends and i, I know yeah. i know that people don't like that answer uh because well of course it's gonna be um they're gonna, you're gonna be asking well why how why does it depend what does it depend on but the the, the reality is that it, it does depend on a lot of things it depends on on the competitors that, that you've got at the moment it depends on the stage of your business. If you, or it depends on the niche. It depends on the budget that, that you've got on. And it also depends on everything else that you're doing in the business. How solid is the rest of, of your marketing? Because right. usually what, um, what businesses think is that at the moment they start running Google ads, all their sales problems are going to be solved. That mm. it's going to be this magic bullet and everything is going to be great and we're going to be selling lots of stuff. So in their mind, Google Ads equals we're going to make sales. And uh, if you start with that kind of mindset and with that kind of belief, nine times out of ten, you're going to be really disappointed because sure. making sales is not what Google Ads are there for. Sure, they contribute massively, but... Google Ads doesn't equal sales. So in short, yes, the, the answer is it, it, it depends. Yeah, because I guess the advert, the main job of the ad is actually getting someone to click it and then directing them. The website. And for the website to be good enough to answer all the questions, to give all the information so that either the person is ready now and they get in touch or the person is not ready now, but you now firmly in their mind as one of the alternatives. So wherever else they're going in the customer journey, maybe they have to think about it. Maybe they, they go to one of your competitors. Maybe they, 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 they go and ask some friends, maybe whatever else they do. But yeah. there's always the option that now you've given all the information. So you're, it is now the nurturing phase to get eventually 
to an inquiry or, or, or a sale, depending, of course, on the industry. Some, uh, if, if it's the case of e-commerce, it literally just they buy online. If not, they have to reach out to you. And there's then all the sales process that gets into the sale. So never as easy as visit equals we're going to make a lot of money. And that's the same for most advertising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's the same with most paid advertising, right? Whether it's a newspaper, yeah. a TV ad, whether it's digital advertisement, online happen. advertisement, you can't guarantee no. that every click through, every visit, every view is going to turn into some kind of lead or revenue. So that's that's a good starting point. But perhaps we should peel this back a bit. Yeah. Um, before we ask the question, Google ads, yes or no, perhaps we should discuss what should be in place before we set up Google Ads, um, i.e. what do you need going rock and rolling right now before you switch on Google Ads? And are there any other ma marketing strategies we should exhaust or try out before we flick the switch and spend a load of cash and, and give Google our hard-earned money? Yes. So I'm, I'm going to start with the last one first. Mm. So the the, the uh, caveat to all this is that if you... Um, do not have at least a thousand pounds to spend in advertising spend on on google ads and this is just the initial budget like a testing budget consistently like month in month out and if you are afraid to spend those money because you're afraid to lose them because it's going to make a massive difference if you lose the money as in if that money spending advertising doesn't generate anything immediately do not run Google Ads. Do anything else. Put the money somewhere else where you know it's going to work uh, in, in the short term. But do not spend any money on advertising that you're not comfortable losing. I'm not saying that you are going to lose money. I'm saying that if, they, if you're already still in a testing phase, if you're just starting, if you haven't figured out everything about, about the customer journey, the audience, like the ad copy, etc., and you are going to not see straight away the returns, which is what happens most of the time. If you're panicking at the idea of losing that money, you're not ready. Like, just don't, don't do it. Don't put yourself through that stress. Having said that, if you are comfortable with, with that kind of spend initially, uh, it's um, there are a few things that, that you have to do, and I actually have a a, um, a, a checklist of, of these things because it, it's really important that every time somebody says to me, "Hey, what am I supposed to do to get ready?" that I give an, an exhaustive uh, overview of of what being ready means, and um, I'm just gonna briefly go through some of them. Uh, for example, um, if you don't have a, a specific thing that, that, that you're trying to sell, if you've got a specific offer, you can define it. You can say, who is it for? The benefits, the future state, how is the person going to benefit from what you offer? How is the situation going to change after working with you? And if you're not able to remove the obstacles, like the, and you don't know what they're worried about when they're thinking about a purchase like this, or um, Everything in, in the journey that says, I think this is, I think this could be good for me, but I'm not really sure. Right. And you don't know those, what those um, uncertainties are. You're not going to be able to write copy 
or either on the ads or on the website that reassures the person that, yeah, I know that you're afraid about these things. I already know because I know you because you're my customer. So I'm telling you straight away, this is the, this is the reassurance to your fears. These are the things that I know you want to know. Let, let me just give you the content straight away in, in, instead of wondering. Got it. Um, so this is, this is about the offer. Then uh, and this is more. This is more. Um, then uh, applies also to the customer journey. So do you know what your 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 uh, specific customer does from the moment they think, oh my god, I I need something or I've got a problem, to the moment when they come to you for the solution. What what are all the things that they do like to research and find out what they need, um you should be able to say, yes, I know exactly, not the, the order, because it's, it's different for every person, but exactly where they go. And my marketing is supposed to be present in those places. So if I know, if I know that, that people are on Reddit, be present with content on Reddit. If I know that it's Instagram, be present with content on Instagram. So it's not just the Google ads. It's about Google ads working with the rest of the marketing. If you don't have everything else in place, marketing is an ecosystem. If you don't have everything else in place, the Google ads by themselves are, are not are just not going to do the trick. Got They're it. not so, going to make a, a big enough difference. Okay, um, so let's, let's talk about that, what we've just unpacked so far. So in terms of... So we've talked about actually putting the copy together. So having content on the ads themselves and your website or your landing page, however you set it up yeah. in terms of what you're directing to kind of handling objections. So common reasons why people won't buy from you and then addressing those in your copy yeah. with how you tackle them or how you make prospects life better and how you're going to ultimately grow their business or whatever their main ambitions and goals are. And then, which makes sense, as it can put people's doubts at rest and, I guess, show them that your product or service is the one to bring bring that to life and, and make whatever they want to happen, happen. And then you mentioned being present on other channels, so yeah. if they hang out on Reddit, Instagram and things like that, is that just as part of an overall marketing strategy or is that because we then want to perhaps look at retargeting ads or what's, what's the influence Correct. of that? Well First of all, because even if you're not doing any any paid ads on those channels, the fact that you're present where where your potential customers hang out is reassuring to them that you actually know them and you know what they need. And later down the line, it's also great practice for retargeting because um, if you say that traffic comes in from Google, like, great. So these people right now are searching for something that I offer. So there's a lot of intent in there. People, these people go then to the website, but they don't, they don't acquire, they don't buy. Have we lost them? No, we've not. Because if you have Google Analytics and you, or any analytics, but I'm, I'm talking in particular about Google Analytics, you know and of, of course, also, if you've got conversion tracking on, very important, you know that these people have come to your website but haven't inquired or bought from you. This is a specific audience that then you can use 
on other platforms. So when you're on Facebook, well, of course, which owns Instagram, and you can say, hey, audience of people who went to this page but didn't buy, let me retarget you with this type of ad. Same thing goes for LinkedIn, same thing goes for Pinterest, same thing goes like for the, the majority of, of platforms. So it is a, um, and of course the content is different depending on the platform. We can't just um, use the same thing for it because the use of the platform, the types of people on a the platform, they, they are different and sure. they should be used in, in, in a different way. It's social media after all, it, it should be used like differently. But um, either way, it's, 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 um, it's, the benefit is twofold. Once that even if you're not spending any money there, um, you are present where your customers are. And the second is the benefit of, of retargeting later down the line. Gotcha. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? So I suppose if you're on the B2B game, are we talking about kind of hanging out on LinkedIn, putting Absolutely. out useful, useful content there? So you're already kind of in your buyer's mind, providing actionable tips on whatever service you offer. Um, so you've kind of built up some kind of authority there. Um, and with that, with those points said, is there anything else that we should look to have in place before we actually set the set the ads up themselves? Are there any other? Yeah, absolutely. Things? There's a long list, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I mentioned Google Analytics and I mentioned conversion tracking. Um, that should go without saying that if you spend money on advertising and, and uh, the, the ad is great, people click go to your website, but you then lose them because you don't know what they're doing. It goes without saying that that's, that's not the best use of your money and it should, it's a terrible idea. So please don't do it. So even if I'm going as far as saying that even if you are not running any advertising, Having conversion tracking on your website properly set up is still a fantastic use of your time and resources because it's still going to tell you what people do and what meaningful actions they take on the website and, and, and where they've come from. And Google Analytics doesn't tell you that, well, at least Universal Analytics doesn't tell you that in its basic form. You have to set the second level up. GA4 is a little bit different, and I'm battling with that one right now. As you heard last week, we've got this amazing news that now I'm playing catch-up, <laughs> Try, trying to reset everything up, and yep. it works in a slightly different way. For some, It's better in some ways and worse in other ways, so I don't know how I feel about it so far. It's mi yeah. mi mixed reviews. I'm I'm completely on the side with the analytics side of things. So essentially, I mean, if, if it's something you don't know how to do for your own business, then just hire your web developer if you've got one already or your Google Ads specialist might be able to do it exactly. So that yeah. way you actually know what's actually going on under the bonnet of your website, like you say, Sylvia, because otherwise you're completely in the dark. And I've said this on previous episodes, but we've dealt with many customers or prospects that have come to us and just didn't have a clue on what was going on with their website, didn't know what was converting, whether perhaps they were spending money on SEO Perhaps they're spending our money on Google ads or retargeting or something else, but they just didn't know what was what traffic that was bringing in, how many of those visitors were converting, how many were then converting from lead to then close one deal. Um, yeah. So just making sure you track all elements of the funnel, like you say, from visitor to conversion, yeah. whether that's a phone call, an email, a form fill, 
whatever that might be and making sure that's all nicely set up which was bringing me to the next thing that I was going to say. It's um, especially make sure that this is your as well. So I'm just saying what you would say. Make sure that your website is mobile responsive, people. I would I would go in as far as say the design for mobile first because it's, it's going to put you in a lot of disadvantage if, if, if you don't have that. Um, I know that the percentage of mobile traffic varies from industry to industry and lots of other factors, but that doesn't mean that mobile use has skyrocketed and there's no indication that that's going to slow down. So if you are designing uh, for the 2000s in 2022, um, the chances are you're nowhere to be found on Google search results <laughs> because Google is going to think that what what the hell is going on here? Why am I why am I seeing a tiny minuscule like font on 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 a tiny screen where it's supposed to be responsive? But on top of that, also obviously click to call, um, phone numbers, um, tracking the basics. Like make sure that is very obvious how people can reach out to you wherever you are on the website even if you keep scrolling down on the same page can i can you please make sure that on the screen i can still see where i can call you and where i can send you an email or something because i i, I know i know it's some people think isn't it a bit too much but honestly there is a, there is a great uh, book that has stood the test of time in website design called uh, don't make me think and it, it, it don't make me think like you've got the option to have something there uh, so that it's a lot easier for me to reach out to you make it easy for me to reach out to you please do that it doesn't cost you anything uh, it, it's it, plus it's your website it's your 24 7 salesperson make sure that it works for you otherwise what's the point in having it there that's and it exactly if someone's taking the time to search for if they're clicking a google ad they're not always but they're probably fairly down far down the sales funnel especially exactly. if you've linked up your search term to something that's kind of sales relevant whether they're searching for your solution and then if your website makes it really difficult to actually find a con how to contact you or isn't clear or exactly they're, they're going to bounce off yeah onto a competitor quite rightly said so um yeah making sure your website's up to scratch and considering like you say a mobile first design or at least making sure it works smoothly on mobile tablet and pc just uh goes without saying now because like you say we see a lot of sites that still look terrible on mobile perhaps they're responsive but they're just not great and they're slow loading and they don't load all the content quickly so just making sure your website page speed and mobile viewers is really crucial like you said then um yeah so that's great i mean moving forward is there anything else we need to get in in shape or check before we talk about kind of more actionables on actually setting up the ads um yes one thing last but not least even even though it's 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 not specifically google ads but it's definitely related to it um please make sure that you 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 know what's happening during the sales process you know where the inquiries goes you know who picks it up you know what's the process from an inquiry to sale because if you keep say that you're doing a fantastic job with google ads say that everything is working well for you and you're generating 
um, the conversions uh, that you're looking for and it's all going fantastic and uh, then one day somebody calls you and says Google Ads are terrible, what are you doing? And and that's because, not because of Google Ads, but because like the inquiries then dropped between being generated and the sale because of something that happened in the middle because your right. sales process is leaky. Mm-hmm. That's not Google Ads' fault, but the blame is going to go <laughs> on, on the Google Ads person or the paid ads person or marketing because they didn't generate enough inquiries where you know you have to track your inquiries because you have you because like it, it is important because then you're showing that look it, this is the journey we within the journey google ads is here we have to do this to advance the, the, the sale we are generating this much but then somewhere here in the middle between the inquiry and the sale, something is going drastically wrong. So it's almost, it's useful also to pinpoint, um, to make sure like you've proven with data that the fact that somebody's feeling was that Google Ads weren't working isn't actually true. Yeah, such a good point. I mean, the amount of companies we've seen it happen with where perhaps we've run SEO, perhaps we want ads, perhaps we've been working on their website, but their process wasn't, airtight in the sense that perhaps they'd get inquiries from their website perhaps someone would fill out their request a consultation form or request a demo form and then they wouldn't reply to them for like 24 hours 24 hours is ridiculous to reply to an inquiry yeah you can't you can't do that not anymore (laughs) especially when most of your competitors will probably be replying within five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes something like that max um so speed to lead like you say is is a is a great one um chili piper who sponsored the show and you've also got tools like calendly literally allow people to book time on a slot they're right there right there on the website so if you can't be asked to deal with an inquiry just book a calendar tool otherwise make sure you respond to your inquiries quickly or it's not the google ad management person's fault it's yours soz (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) cool that's good so those those some great points to make sure you've got your your site ship shape and your your processes ship shape before you before we start doing just before we um we talk about kind of some best practices of actually yeah. creating ads creating the copy and getting them live yeah google ads versus seo which is better <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh <laughs> that's that is the most ridiculous question that i've ever heard and and, and that i keep hearing and i see lots of lots of debate online about no SEO is better. No, paid ads is better. No, you don't understand because, well, guys, the reality is SEO and PPC are are complementary. Yeah. They do two separate jobs. It's not not either. Or uh, they do two very different things. Although if somebody is not... um, that into marketing of course because it's not their career maybe they focus on something else um they might not know what the difference is and they may, they may not understand like they're thinking well it kind of they're trying to do the same thing which is uh, generate traffic and inquiries for the company so they must be the same thing no they're not they are you need both um 
the, the, the trouble is most of the time companies, especially the small ones, might not have the budget uh, to do both. So they, they have to start from with one and, and expand to the other. And the question is, well, which one should you do first? Again, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the business. It depends on the budget. It depends on the niche. Maybe maybe SEO is not that competitive in that niche, so you are going to rank pretty fast and, and it's going to be great. Or, or maybe it is highly competitive, so, so you need to show up in one of the first three results straight away and maybe use those search terms to inform SEO. It depends. Yeah. But, yeah, you need both. Uh, they, they are two separate things. Yeah, I think you and I are on similar pages. I mean, I often compare google ads to renting a house and seo to being like a mortgage so the thing with google ads is like you said they're great as long as you keep paying your ads are going to show up yeah and you're going to get that click through Not the, moment you, the moment you stop you're out on your backside yep. because your ads are no longer showing just like renting a house um and mortgage long-term investment just like seo you're doing that work on your website off your website to get that long-term page one organic position on google but like you say they can they can complement each other it's just like the property market you can rent you can buy you can mortgage seo and ppc can work together it also gives you two bites of the cherry it's like you say if you've got an ad running and you've got an organic page one you've got two chances to win the um visitor through to your site or your landing page so it's, it's a great point that's great that you think like that because i hear um, and I've, I've talked with lots of companies that are telling me but if I'm appearing number one organically, why would I run paid ads? <laughs> I, oh my God. This is um, because, I mean, it does actually make sense if you don't know how it works. You think, why, why would you just, but it, you have to think about, about the way Google search results is now. Mm. So even if you are top, uh, even if you're number one SEO, um, you still have, well, not on all searches, but on, on a, a vast majority of searches, you will have two to four paid um, spots before you. And that, on, especially on mobile, means that you have to scroll three or four times in order to get to the first organic result. Yeah. So if... Uh, you have to hope that the that the first uh, you have to hope that the paid ads are all absolutely awful and they don't really give the person what they're looking for so that they can scroll down to the organic one because um otherwise their attention is going to be um caught by paid first like on purpose because google designed it to do that so i'm not saying that then what's the point in SEO? There is a there is a huge point in SEO, but what I'm saying is, it, it, you're forgetting that there are some paid results above organic. <laughs> so think, make sure that you're there as well. Yeah, I think one of the one of the most or one of the biggest problems, rather, I think that comes into play when talking to prospective customers or just business people in general is taking your own ego out of the question and realizing that your marketing is not for you. It's for prospects that you want yeah. to do business with. And they, if they're not familiar with digital marketing, they're not going to know the difference between a Google ad and, and an organic listing on Google. So they're probably just going to click the top ad. Yeah. Whereas if they have some experience, they might think I'm going to stick, skip the ads and click the organic. Or they still might click the ad and then click the organic. So you've got to yeah. take your own opinion out of the equation 
test it out and like you say see what see what works yes, for you it doesn't yeah so you, be in as many places as possible that's that's the long and short of it be in exactly. as many places as possible and actually say something that is useful and relevant mm -hmm. good. and you are likely to get the click because most google ads are not that good Chili Piper is the most advanced routing and scheduling software for B2B revenue teams. Its product helps demand generation teams convert more leads into attended meetings, sales teams book more demos faster, and customer success teams to delight their customers. Companies like Shopify, Forrester, Spotify, and Gong use Chili Piper to double their inbound conversion rates, eliminate manual lead routing, and streamline critical processes for meetings. Book your free tailored demo today at chilipiper.com. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I-P-E-R.com. Charles runs a software company. He gets a decent amount of leads through his website, through paid ads, but when it comes to the organic, non-paid listings on Google, his competitors are stealing his visibility, traffic, and customers all because they rank higher than him on organic search with SEO, search engine optimization. He set up a call with WebChoice. They took the time to understand his business, goals, and plans, and crafted a long-term strategy to rank higher on Google. After a few months of working with WebChoice, Charles was above the competition and enjoying more organic leads than ever, and was even able to reduce his ad spend from the uptick in organic inbound leads. Want to enjoy more inbound sales leads with SEO? Book a free consultation today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. So let's let's take this. Let's provide some actionables, um, which brings us on nicely to yeah. Let's talk about some best practices, really, from kind of creating the ads to coming up with the copy and putting them live. So perhaps you could share some tips that work for you, Sylvia, that you perhaps put into play for client accounts. Yes. Um, so my best tip is don't spend too much time um, building a complex campaign uh, because, because your assumption of what people are going to look for and what are going to search for might be right, but might also be terribly wrong. So start with two or three long tail, so three or more um, words in the keyword. So three, two or three keywords that are absolutely relevant to you, together with three ads in, in any ad group. One is responsive, the other two are text. Very important to have the text ones because uh, they're going to be phased out in June. Right. So you won't be able to um, create or edit existing ones. So we, they, we will only move to responsive, which means that um, that is the type of ad that you provide 10, 10 headlines and, and, uh, and four descriptions. And then Google is going to mix and match based on, on, on every single search. Got it. But in that case, you won't have control of exactly what the ad says. The text okay. ad, you do. 
So gotcha. make sure you create as many as possible with the keywords that you've got so that you can still turn them on and off when they will not be possible to create or edit them anymore. Just so that you have them there. And the best practice says that if you've got a keyword, and of course it has to be relevant, the keyword has to be in the ad, the keyword has to be on the landing page. It, make sure that the copy matches. Copy, uh, copy matches the keyword, landing page matches the copy. Of course, the copy is short for the ad, but it, it, Google has to recognize that there is relevance between the keyword, the, the, the ad, and the landing page. The more Google sees that, the more you get something called a high quality score, which is a number of one to 10 that uh, Google gives your, your, your ads and, and your keywords to say, hey, this is a great ad. So this is likely to do really well. Well done. You know your audience, your, your thought about everything. And in some cases, not predictable, not a rule, but the more relevant it is, the better it does. And usually, the cheaper it is to get a website visit. Of course, that depends on the industry because cheaper in, in uh, insurance is not the same as, as cheap in, in e-commerce. So it, there, there are it, it, certain keywords for, for um, law services are, are 60 or 70 pounds. Some some clicks for 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 example for a, a campaign that I'm running at the moment the, the the average cost per click is is 40p, so it depends. It massively varies, but I mean the relevance um, is preferred by Google. Of course, the higher the relevance, the better it is. The more the better click through rate you're gonna get, which it's all it's all better. So. Okay. Always remember to have this matching theme. Let's let's paint a picture. Let's give a, an imaginary scenario that might this bring this together quite nicely. So I know quite a lot of people tuning in are probably in tech or SaaS businesses. Yeah. So let's say that we run a, I don't know, accountancy software company. Um, yeah. And perhaps it targets, I don't know, SMB businesses. Okay. So what might be some best practices for... A couple of things, I guess, looking at the actual search terms that we target with the Google yeah. ads. And then after that, perhaps we can go on to making sure that our actual ad copy. So the advert that appears in the search listings beats our competitors. So then the, the prospect is more likely to click through on ours, go to our website rather than our one of our competitors. OK, are you, are you looking for the actual ad copy on the spot? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just looking for some some ideas of tips or potential things that we should consider. Um, yes. Okay. Just so we, we're not kind of what I'm getting at, I guess, is that we're not going down, jamming a load of keywords in that no. might be completely irrelevant for our business. Yeah, it exactly. might just be someone searching for perhaps, let's say, in the accountancy space, it might just be searching some, someone looking for advice rather than buying intent search terms, if you see what I mean. Okay. So you said accountancy firm. Yeah, I mean, we, we can do another example. That was just something no, that no, popped into my head. Like an ac accountancy yeah, software um, was the one I've that popped got, into my head. I've got an example for that. So um, let's let's say t 
let, let's take um, let's take VAT returns online, right? So we've got so we've got now the opportunity for accounts to softwares like Sage, like Zero, etc., to help you do your 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 VAT returns on the platform. So um, let's say you've got the keyword um, um, v, VAT returns, right? So VAT returns is too vague. Right. Although you think this is an amazing keyword, but it's not. Because okay. if you look, if you look at the it can be great for SEO, don't get me wrong, I don't know. But but for Google Ads it's not. Because um the moment you search for VAT uh return, you're gonna see the definition of VAT return. Um uh, you're, you're gonna get the go the gov. Uh, page the HMRC page. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get all sorts of stuff that you're thinking, what the hell is this? Why am I paying for this keyword? The reason why that's not good is because it's too vague. Got it. There is no intent behind the keyword. So if all of a sudden you're saying VAT returns online or just VAT returns for the self-employed, if you look I promise you now, if you go and look for, for that search, they return, like they returns you articles of people trying to teach you how to do it yourself. Some companies that have got articles that are then have been ranking because they're very useful, but then they're finalized to them actually getting an inquiry if people don't want to do it for themselves. So all of a sudden, because that for this specifies the fact that the person is that specific thing and is kind of trying to sort of figure out how to do that thing or if it's too complicated, how to give it to somebody else. That is something that you want to appear uh, in front of. Like that, that's the, I, you want to appear in that search at the top because the intent there is specified. So, um, when you when you think about keywords that are one or two words those keywords i promise you 99.9 percent .9 of the time are too vague right and um, it's fine if you are a super huge business and you've got so much money that you can throw in at ppc that you can spend money there just for brand awareness i'm happy for you if you've got too much money do it but if if you are uh, if you have got a limited budget to work with, go down the intent route. So then your ads are going to be something like, okay, VAT returns uh, for the self-employed, submit online, um, and then uh, the descriptions are more like, so th these are the benefits. You we help you with this, this, this. We have to we have twenty four seven support. You can have a dedicated account manager, and like you show you show the benefits, yep. but it would also be great to um, answer to the emotional side of it. So okay. what is what is the um, what is the outcome of this? Like of course you're gonna save more time. But also you're gonna you're gonna be supported. You're gonna have this taken care of for you. Um, so it's gonna take the stress away that you may be uh, that you may be done it wrong. That you may be some somewhere down the line, HMRC is gonna knock at the door and tell you, hey, you owe us X amount of money that you didn't account for. 
So it's a mixture of, okay, you got the keyword there, you got what you can do for them, but also the future state. How are they going to feel? Like, what's the, what's the emotion? Because that, that is not usually taken into account. No. But it's really important because we, we've got a problem. We have a problem. VAT returns. Oh, my God, I'm not an accountant. This is terrible. How am I going to do it? Oh yeah, scary for me. That's why I hire an accountant to, to do it for me because exactly. I'm terrible at maths. Um, so if, if I did that, then business would probably go under. Um, <laughs> so that's that's an interesting point actually. And something I see a lot when I do any kind of Google search, perhaps I need a product or service, is like you said, quite generic um, ad copy, just like we're the award winning at this or we're the best in service. We've been trading, for, <laughs> we've been trading for 30 years. And it's like, yeah, every ad, and every I ad don't says care. That. What are you going to do for me? Honestly, I, 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 just, I just don't care. And it is, but of course, there is no point in creating ads that say all that and they're amazing. And then the, the and then the website, the landing page doesn't match that. Mm. Because again, then you're going to have this amazing experience on the ads. Then they click on, on the website and they're thinking, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so so Google recognizes that. And in one of the columns that, that you've got um, in, in, the, in the Google Ads platform that talks about um, the relevance of the landing page, then you're going to see a terrible uh, below average there. Right. Which means that the ad and the keyword are not relevant to the landing page, which it then affects what we talked about earlier on, the the quality, the overall quality score, which means it affects, it is a knock-on effect on everything else. Well, now, I talked about quality score twice. That doesn't mean that that's gospel because I've got some keywords that have got quality score of, of four or five out of 10 that are doing amazing. But what I'm saying is, because Google doesn't know doesn't know as much about the business as we do, that's why you always need the human element. But what I'm saying is, if Google gives you an indication that there isn't much relevance between your ad and the landing page, you should listen. And, and you should see, okay, which one is the, li the least relevant? Is it the landing page or is it the ad? So fix one of the two. Yep. You, it's in your interest to have average or above average because regardless of what the number of the quality score actually is, forget about that for a second, but the important thing is the relevance, is the fact that Google recognizes that stuff uh, is... is, um, is it's connected and relevant to each other because that makes the journey for the customer a lot better. Okay. Let's, let's push this forward a bit as, as we come near to the end. So in terms of, let's say we've, um, let's carry on the scenario we are talking about. Let's say we've set up a campaign. We've come up with some ad copy um, that we're testing out. I know you mentioned budget a little bit and it, yeah. like you say, it can vary massively depending on industry. Some is very, very low cost per click pence and some is several pounds or higher. Yeah. Um, is there, in terms of actually assigning a, a budget to the ads, like a daily spend, yeah. is there a best practice for that? Should we go with what Google advises or how, how do you kind of, especially if you're new to Google ads, how do you realize, all right, I'm going to set this daily budget 
And if it produces X, then I know I'm doing well. So a good starting point for a campaign is £20 a day. Okay. um, and, And again, again, it depends on the industry. But um, if if we exclude for a second the really expensive industries, twenty pounds a day should be um, enough in the space of two to three months to have enough data to give you meaningful um, like overview and and say, okay, this campaign is working or is not working or is not working because let's make these changes. And I'm stressing again that. 20 pounds is an indication so so don't don't say oh this is the rule it's always going to be 20 pounds to start with no but in my experience sure. over, the, over the years that that has been a good starting point for with the new campaign because the problem is with the new campaign you don't have you don't have data mm-hmm. and if you don't have data throwing money at the wall is not usually a good idea because google is still in the learning phase and they've got actually something called the learning phase of a few days where Google is trying and testing what works and what doesn't. So spending a lot of money in that phase isn't the best use of, 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 of your money. Now, Google also has something called the keyword planner that is giving you projections of if you spend X per day, it, it gives you projections over a month. It's going to tell you, okay, so if you if you spend this much in a day, in a month, you're going to get um, roughly this many clicks and you're going to spend this much money. Of course, again, that's a projection. So um, it's not accurate all the time, but Google's got a lot of data. So um, it is usually very close to the truth. Got it. Uh, I've had a few instances where no, it was it was a lot cheaper, and I've had one instance where it was a lot more expensive. Yeah, but they are usually they are usually pretty accurate um, on that, and you, you're gonna get you're gonna see there's this this graph that is gonna say okay if you spend this much, and then you see the graph going up, and at one point you're gonna see the curve flatten. Whatever, whatever is is the the daily budget at that point where the curve flattens is where if you're gonna spend more money, it's not gonna make a meaningful difference. So Google gives you that data. So um, at the beginning, go and check it out because it's useful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Google Keyword Planner, like you say, if you can get that data on what the rough cost per clicks are gonna be. Um, and get some intel around that. That's going to be helpful, yeah. so you can make informed decisions. As long decisions. as everybody's on the same page, that it is a projection and is not spot on what's going to happen, is it is a great it's a, it's a great thing to do. Um, and I'm saying this because I've had uh, quite a few instances where, even though it was said multiple times, this is a projection. Um, the client came back and said, oh, but you said we were going to get this. No, I said multiple times. <laughs> and I've even got emails that use the word projections, not gospel. <laughs> so, so yes, um, don't take anything as gospel, guys. 
because there, there's always the, the exception. You just have to go with data. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing in marketing or, or advertising is guaranteed because we're dealing with humans. We're not we're not dealing with robots clicking through and, and buying everything, every single click or every th- single view or anything like that. So that's. I wish, like honestly. If if we were, we'd make a lot more money. <laughs> if it was that easy, I would be rich by now, and I wouldn't be oh, working. Yeah. We'd be over in the Bahamas sipping a cocktail and instead of I doing podcasts. I would have horses <laughs> all around the world. It'd be amazing. So is that... <laughs> Maybe next year. But um, is there a certain time frame that you should say, look, I'm going to give this campaign X days, X weeks. Yes. And if it doesn't give me the return or the amount of leads, the amount of sales that I'm hoping for, then I need to make some significant change. Yes. So. Within the, the initial phase, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the average is 90 days, so that's three months. But within those 90 days, uh, the person managing your campaign is or is supposed to have done testing already. So you 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 start with an assumption. Within a few days, if if you're spending enough, of course, and you're getting data, you start to see if the assumptions of this is what people are searching for is correct or not. Then from there, you review your search terms. Uh, your search terms are going to tell you if you're on the right track or not. If you're not, you have to make changes to, to, to the keywords. And you're also going to have a look at the, the ads that you've got running, because as I said, you need a list free, because it, that's A, B, and C testing. Um, and which ones, are, which ones are generating the most clicks with the, or the highest click-through rate and why? Can you isolate that? Can you um, can you make an educated guess? Try and create another version of the ad that tries to improve on the best performing. And if within ninety days of doing all these adjustments, the campaign is still not returning what you expect it to return, bearing in mind that you have to make sure that your expectations are realistic. Very important to say. That is the sign that you either have got it completely wrong and you should turn the campaign off, or or there is something that has to be done on the landing page. Because if, if you've got the traffic and the traffic is relevant, then the next step is what's happening on the landing page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where you're actually sending visitors to, yeah. they, they well, might be dropping off. From the... What's on the landing page? Do you have, have you got all the content that you need? Is yeah. it designed in a way that makes sense? Is it easy for people to inquire? What is missing? Is mm-hmm. it on, we're not doing something that the competitors are doing? Bearing in mind that I'm not really advocating for copy what the competitors are doing, but... If you're going on their website and they're doing something really clever that you're not doing, I'm not saying copy it. I'm saying, can you do something similar? Can you do it better? Does it make sense for you? Because maybe it's part of their strategy and their strategy is not yours. So it's not just blindly copying them, but anything that can make the conversion easier. Yeah. And I guess that's where the analytics come into play a little bit as well. So actually, as well as doing all these tips that you've shared with us on today's episode, also looking at your website stats, so how high the bounce rate is. So if someone's just coming onto the homepage and you see like 
90% of people are bouncing off within a couple of seconds, then your landing page or your homepage or your website is not hitting the mark. And it's probably not giving people what they need straight away, whether that's your headline or your call to actions, or perhaps they just don't believe that you can help them fix their problem. Then you know that your messaging or your design, or perhaps your website is not suited to mobile. So something needs drastic change in order for you to actually appeal to these, these people that are clicking your ads. So that's a great point. Yeah. Lots of things to think about. That's it. Life, life's a game. So is building a website and so is managing ads. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. With that said, I think we've covered some good ground. I think we've covered some great um, great points around kind of setting up a campaign, what needs to be in place beforehand, what you need to consider on your website, what you need to consider on your landing pages. So um, with that, Sylvia, thanks very much for coming on the show. No problem. Really enjoyed the chat. Um, do tell us more about how anyone tuning in can get in touch with you, connect with you, or the best way to, to reach out. Yes. So um, I am a daily user of LinkedIn. So uh, the fastest way to to find out about me and what I do is, is, is LinkedIn. I publish content every day. So you're going to get a good feel for... Um, Basically, it's going to be a short replica of everything I said today. Yeah, the style is the same. So uh, the, the, the education side of it is the same. And um, I have published a book. And it's called, guess, guess what? Guess the name. Are you ready for paid ads? So that is pretty much um, a longer version, much longer version of, of what we talked about today. And um I'm actually um, starting a series of, of workshops. I'm going to do a monthly workshops on uh, Google Ads. It's two and a half hours long. Uh, the first one is on the 29th of, of, of March, so coming up next week. And it's talking about, again, more in depth about the, the things you need to think about before setting up the ads. And also a hands-on, so with the workbook and taking actually the time to do the work and, and that then becomes an action plan for you um, to set up ads uh, for your business. So um, my profile has got all this information. So if you, if you have heard about something that, you know, you think is a little bit interesting, um, just reach out and, and, and I'll make sure to, to send you the relevant links. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Sylvia, no, thanks very much. We'll put all those links over on the show notes over at businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, thanks once again for coming on. Enjoy the chat. Cool. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice or perhaps leave us a quick rating. We share action marketing tips each and every week without the BS to help you grow your business and grow your revenue. And with that, we should catch you on the next one. Cheers.